coming to you live from the location of the 1904 Summer Olympics and the Louisiana Purchase Exposition. Are you nosy, curious, or just bored? Have you ever just started listening to other people's conversations? Do you ever just keep listening even though you aren't part of the conversation? If this describes you, then welcome to Topic Please. I'm Liz. I'm Aaron. And so we're in St. Louis. Yeah, and Does that's, that give it away? <laughs> that's that's the location of the 1904 Summer Olympics and the Louisiana Purchase Exposition, also known as the 1904 World's Fair. So it, it was the it was the Summer Olympics. That's what the World's Fair was. No, no. The, oh, because I was lost. See. Speaking of that, the Summer Olympics weren't originally planned or supposed to be in St. Louis. They were going to have them in, uh, I believe, Chicago was the chosen location. But then they got word that there was going to be this huge event in St. Louis to celebrate the uh, centennial of the Louisiana Purchase. And oh, that that's was much going... better because I was thinking we only bought it in 1904. <laughs> <And> that's <laughs> no? why it ended up moving to St. Louis instead. Oh, I thought maybe it was too windy in Chicago. No. It says uh, on history.com, it says they weren't supposed to take place in St. Louis after considering Philadelphia and New York, the fledgling International Olympic Committee originally awarded the 1904 Summer Games to the city of Chicago. And then shortly after making their announcement, they ran into a problem because St. Louis was planning to host the World's Fair, and that was going to be like a huge, uh, I guess, competition against the Olympics, like you know, which one are people going to want to go to? So they moved it to where they figured then they didn't have as much of an issue because people would be there anyway. So, Well, I'm just saying, based on this poster that's in front of me about the World's Fair, it began or it opened on April 30th, 1904, and didn't close until December 1st of 1904. So I would think that in all of that time, they could have held something somewhere else. And yeah, people still attended both. Well, I guess the cost of attending a place, it was choose one, maybe. Right. I mean, just trying to figure out, well, where are we going to end up making the most money, getting the most people? And if there's this huge other event going on, then being closer to that. That makes sense. Makes sense. So so anyway, you know, I'm going to talk about those Olympics and then go over to talk about the World's Fair stuff. And I'm going to learn all about this because I did not look anything up. I just went with what he said it was going to be. So hmm. tell me. So in the 1904 Olympics, I like we, you know, the Olympics now, there's so many countries like from all over that participate. There were only 12 countries that bothered to show up to the uh, 1904 Summer Olympic Games. I like that you said bothered to show up. <laughs> well, that's we can't that, be bothered with this. That's what this uh, yeah. story says. So, and when the games finally kicked off, only twelve countries bothered to show up. Americans accounted for five hundred and twenty-three of the six hundred and thirty total athletes. 
We were five sixths of the athletes, that and there were up. twelve countries. So that's just like okay. Is it you said U.S. athletes or just American athletes? Americans. I'm okay. I'm so if they showed up from like South America and North American countries and stuff, that might be. I'm guessing that it it's referring to Americans as citizens of the United States. The well, way it all reads. I don't know. And says, thanks to the significant numerical advantage, the United States would go on to win a total of 239 medals. The largest ever haul in a single Olympics. Was this like the first Summer Olympics ever held? Or like? I don't think so. Hmm. I honestly am not sure. I think the Olympics started like in the 1800s, like late 1800s, or the organized Olympics that we know today. Yeah, I just didn't know if they were like the Summer Olympics or the like Winter Olympics or like. Yeah, I know this is the Summer Olympics. So I didn't know like when that started. Apparently the games lasted for nearly five months. Well, that would make sense since the World's Fair opened in April and closed in December. Man, I mean, granted, it opened April 30th, so that's what, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. So that's still eight months. No, November, because it closed December 1st, so seven months that it was open. So that's like most of the time it was open. Right. And it says, oh, while most of the track and field contests were held in a small window from August 29th to September 3rd, the rest of the events were kind of mixed in with exhibits for the World's Fair. Oh, that's kind of cool. And they were kind of integrating with that. So that's interesting. And during the 1904 Olympics, there was a lot of issues with the marathon that they ran. Because it was like 90 some degree weather. And they were doing this like in really dusty areas. And a lot of people were having a lot of health issues. Uh, oh, I wonder if it was like. The Dust Bowl, they, what was that called? They used to get, oh, I've, I just read this book called West with Giraffes. And one of the things they talked about, like, during the Dust Bowl was this particular cough. And I can't think of what the cough was called. But, like, oh, like dry pneumonia or whatever. Like, they oh. were dying of dry pneumonia, I think is what it was. I don't, I don't know. Because instead of filling with water, their lungs were like filling with all of the dirt. Yeah, it says the 18 of the 32 competitors in the marathon had to withdraw, and one of them had like a stomach hemorrhage, uh, almost died. Holy jeez. That's crazy. And then apparently there were a lot of allegations of cheating that happened during those Olympics. Why didn't they just play back the footage? You know, <laughs> get the refs to do an instant replay, put it up on the Jumbotron. Didn't people have their cell phones out recording it then? I don't think they what had they... cell phones. They didn't even have windows yet, remember? They oh, couldn't that's see right. outside of their house. <laughs> you know, because Bill Gates wasn't around to put holes in a wall to see through no, them they to the had outside holes. world. They just didn't have the windows. But anyway, (laughs) so the boxing competition, James Bollinger entered under a different name. He entered under the name of 
uh, local boxer Carol Burton to try to curry favor with the judges. And he got found out that he just entered as, you know, with a different name and they disqualified him for that after he'd won a match. How are you going to pretend to be somebody else who's local? <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, he made it through winning a match before they They've, discovered this. Yeah, but wow, I don't know. And then another issue with the uh, marathon and the cheating was this guy, uh, the original person like that they thought won the marathon, Fred Lors. I guess he had been running and he was in fourth place. And then he just like was having cramps and was about to pass out from exhaustion. And so he was getting a ride back to like base camp or whatever, you know, because he was like, you know, I'm, I'm done. And then after going about 10 miles, this car breaks down he he's had a chance to catch his breath, so he gets out and runs the rest of the way to finish first place. And he almost accepted the gold medal until somebody, you know, mentioned his ten mile car ride. Oh my gosh. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> see, there are times I would love to like travel back and see that. Like that would be a fun time travel experience to like I just want to see like when the car breaks down and he gets out and he just kind of looks around, kind of you know, a little side eye, make sure nobody's watching. All right, I'm gonna keep running. Right, I'm gonna I can pretend do this. I was doing this the whole time. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even sweating anymore. Right. You know, the air conditioning in the cars in 1904. I mean, had to be wonderful. <laughs> surely it wasn't hot at all. I'm just saying though, the air blowing through would have been better than the air blowing through you. Like running, so I'm sure it helped, right? Somewhat, but man, I would. I'm just. These would be things to to go back and see. Yeah, they'd just be, I don't know, amusing to go. Uh, oh, not experience, witness. I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. Just to see it, even if you couldn't do anything to change. Yeah, past. I wouldn't want to change anything. I would just want to get to see it in person and be like, like that look on the person's face when they decide. I'm going to do this. And then to like, be like, yeah. Oh, you caught me. Never mind. Just kidding. I was just kidding. I wasn't really going to take it. I was just messing with you. (laughs) So some other things, there were some games that or events, I guess that I don't know. I never really thought about being part of the Olympics, like tug of war. I mean, I've seen like old pictures and it looked like, you know, some kind of strong man competition or something. And like these grown men with their mustaches and beards and everything doing tug of war. I never really thought of that as an Olympic event. That's funny because I guess maybe just because of where squid I grew games. up. Well, <laughs> I, I'm thinking squid games now <laughs> and tug of war. Well, I like where I grew up, we, we did tug of war. A lot like that was one of the regular PE classes and stuff was like tug of war and stuff. So, like I always associated it with the Olympics. I don't know why. Like, there's other things that I don't like. I've heard things like, I don't know, isn't golf like an Olympic sport now or something? Not anymore. Not since 1904 oh, when geez. it was 
the last <laughs> Summer Olympics that golf was an event. Golf really. <laughs> so that was the next thing I was going for. So <laughs> nice segue. They, they have it. <laughs> I told you I looked up nothing about any of this, so I've got nothing to go on. I'm just. It's just my pure thoughts. Not that they're naturally pure, but you know. Yeah, along with hosting one of the few tug-of-war competitions, the 1904 Games are also famous for being the last time that golf appeared as an Olympic sport, as well as the one and only time the obscure plunge-for-distance diving event was contested. And I I don't know, I didn't... I just think of octopus wrestling, like, how... I'm, I'm not exactly sure what the plunge for distance diving event would have been other than maybe dive in and see how far you could swim before you surface. I don't well, know. Well, I was thinking like how far down you went in the water maybe. before you started coming back up. But how would they measure that? I I don't know. I think that's probably the issue because they were probably like, let's tie a bungee cord to you or something. And then where it gets wet, that's how far down you went. And then realize well, the math on that's bad. You know, because it stretches and like everything. the sensor for garage doors. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're in the way, mm-hmm. like it won't close. They probably just had a bunch of those, and whichever one triggered, that was the depth that you hit. Oh yeah, that makes complete I mean, sense. Right along with all of the underwater cameras and <laughs> footage available. Maybe it was a clear sided swimming pool. Maybe. I. Mean, like from the high dive and like maybe they had markers at the side and stuff and then realized that it was really hard to tell because water distorts things. I don't know. You should have looked up more on this and expected me to ask questions, sir. No, it's not that. It's I keep um, – when I was looking up stuff about the Olympics and the World's Fair, I mean because like parts of it – I mean like we just – uh or I mentioned that you know some of the events were kind of sprinkled amongst exhibits for the World's Fair, so there's like crossover in my notes, ah. and I I didn't catch one of these, so I'm gonna hold off because I have that in a different thing for okay. when we. But we'll come back to it. Okay. About some racist events. It was 1904 in the Olympics. Who'd have thought it? And instead of that, we'll talk about sexist things about the 1904 Olympics. We can talk about those from now, but, you know, we're going to leave it alone and pretend that it's fine now. You know. So out Tell of me more. nearly 100 sports at the 1904 Olympics, women were only allowed to compete in one of them. Beach volleyball? No. Oh. Cooking? Was cooking no. an event? <laughs> no. Vacuuming? No. Okay. I got it, nothing then. It was archery. Oh. But hey, the fact at least that, I got to be in a reels. Yeah. But I mean, that was the only thing they were allowed to compete in. That's dumb. Right? I mean, there's all kinds of other stuff they could have competed in. But if they did anything physical, they might have gotten hurt. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> so, then now that... We've looked at all that stuff from the Olympics. Now, looking at just the World's Fair stuff and then some of the stuff that's kind of mixed in. Okay. But because I don't know, people are morbid and they were not the smartest and 
I don't know. They were just jerks back then. Can I make one prediction real quick, though? What? Probably completely wrong. But I think that that plunge dive thing happened in like the Icelandic exhibit. All the water melted and they plunged in. Yeah, I I don't know. Oh, well, there you have it. Okay, move on. But Go for morbid. So preemies, like premature babies. Oh, good heavens. That's never a good start when you're talking about the... Well, they were literally used as a sideshow exhibit. You could just go see premature babies? Yeah, it says visitors would pay to walk through the rows of tiny babies and in incubators. Hospitals had little regard for quote-unquote weaklings, as they were known, and desperate parents would flock to these fairs for a chance at survival. Oh, because of what it would pay? like Well, that and I think... You know, because those doctors that were there, I mean, trying to, you know, exhibit, well, you know, we're able to keep these babies alive, mm. you know, even if that's not what they were in it for, you know, that, I mean, the parents were desperate. It was like, well, they, that might, you know, this doctor might know what he's doing, you know, kind of like going and seeing specialists and wow. all over the place. But now this, I, I don't know, trigger warning, it's not good so if you want to skip over this you might jump forward a minute or two or something great because you say that and you know i'm now going to get stuck on whatever this is well they were like because these babies they were you know in incubators it's still about and stuff. the babies yes oh my gosh and they were feeding the preemies cow's milk cereal oh. and egg and like these babies were like throwing up and having diarrhea and uh, out of 43 babies are reported 39 died soon after. Only four babies made it through. Okay. I'm just saying I mean, when you started sad. saying they started feeding, I thought you were going to say they started feeding them to something, not feeding them. <laughs> so it's a little bit better than I thought, but not really when the majority of all of them died. So that trigger warning should have just been for the way my wife's mind works. <laughs> they were like, oh, we're going to feed the preemies to these savages over here. Listen, how do I know? <laughs> Yeah. So one of these things I'm going to come back to because I don't know. It, I feel like it could very well lead into a whole long deal. So we're doing I'll a lot of comebacks. What you're doing a lot of comebacks. Well, no, I mean, I I have this section. I'm like, eh, we'll we'll wait, and I'll come back to that part in my notes. Okay. But, so there was a big political purpose to the fair. Like, or at least in addition to the fact that it was happening. And it was to tell the story of American progress and celebrate the centennial of the Louisiana Purchase while building political support for, you know, American markets, the colonialism of the Philippines. And a major purpose of the fair 
was to promote manifest destiny and get public buy-in for American imperialism. So it's kind of, I don't know, trying to advertise America to the world and American beliefs to the world, or at least what, like, you know, the white men of the day were like, well, no, this is what everybody should believe. <laughs> I believe I you mean, feed the premies to the Really? Is that that much different than all those old white guys running the country today? This is what everybody should believe. Yeah. Uh, uh, no. Um, but. I do have a question real quick because it's called a World's Fair. So I assume that that meant that, like, did other countries and places in the world come and have, like, expos there? Or did we just design well, it and make it how we – think other countries i think it was more like the because it was actually the louisiana purchase exposition it later became known as the world's fair oh okay because i was thinking how come we don't have world's fairs today like why aren't those hosted like all over yeah i don't know okay sorry it was i just needed clarification because i was really lost on that part yeah i mean it was you know the american celebrating that the Louisiana, Louisiana purchase. purchase. Okay. It just became known as the World's Fair later. Okay. Good to know. But then before we get into the last topic that I keep holding off on, food. The appearance of the ice cream cone is, I know, kind of hotly debated on whether or not that was invented during the World's Fair. Like if that was the first place that, you know, an ice cream cone actually showed up. But, um, oh, where'd it go? Oh, some things that were firsts at the World's Fair were puffed rice. I'm, I'm thinking like Rice Krispies, like that's puffed rice, I guess. Oh, I was thinking, oh, those are puffed wheat. Never mind. So yeah, I would guess like I mean, Rice Krispies. I didn't look that up. And fairy floss. Is that, that the cotton candy? Cat, yeah. I was. So a dentist invented that at the World's Fair? Apparently. Because I heard that was invented by a dentist. I, I don't I, know if that's true or not. I don't know if it but... was invented by a dentist or not, but it was. Uh, it was a first. Like at introduced the Fair, there? So. All right. There you have it. And then some other things that had been around that got a lot more popular after people kind of discovered them at the World's Fair because I mean, they were kind of local things or something. Corn dogs and funnel cake. No. Dang. I'm so bad at quizzes. Peanut butter, <laughs> hamburgers, hot dogs, Dr. Pepper, and the ice cream cone. Like Wait, they at least peanut butter? Gained in popularity, yeah. That's funny. We were just listening to another podcast um, uh, hot dog is a sandwich. Yeah, they were talking about peanut butter and how like other countries use peanuts a lot for lots of things, but peanut the U.S. Butter is, is like a peanut butter man. thing. Other places don't use it as butter. And so. apparently many visitors had their first taste of black olives and kumquats because like they're only available like in certain areas really. So a lot of the country, especially at the time, like that wasn't something that they had access to. We grow olives in the U.S.? I guess. I did not know that. Or wherever these come from. I mean, it's not something that a lot of people had access to. Hmm. 
So, I mean, maybe there were some imported that people tried. Maybe. People came from other countries. Interesting. So, now, coming back over here. Hamburgers and hot dogs, you said? Yeah, apparently that was kind of a new-ish concept to a lot of people. They never had them before. But the bread companies were like, listen, (coughs) you can do more than just put some butter on toast. Maybe that was the start of St. Louis Bread Company. Maybe. Also known to anybody else that doesn't live in St. Louis as Panera Bread. Maybe. If you grew up around St. Louis, you know that it's St. Louis Bread Company. It doesn't matter what name's on the sign. It's still Bread Co. But I wonder if they argued that they were like meat tacos and meat sandwiches. <laughs> That put a whole different spin on that debate, wouldn't it? The, is a hot dog a sandwich? The hamburger fold and the hot dog fold. When's the taco? Right. Sorry. Anyway, go ahead now. All right. So now, I mean, some of this I feel like is, I mean, part of, or it, I guess, points out some of the issues that you know are reasons to discuss critical race theory and stuff because a lot of these things aren't, you know, readily taught in schools, but they did happen. Oh, you mean ignoring all the stuff that might make us look bad? Yeah. Okay. So like, clue me in, sir. Clue me in. I mean, at the fairs, you had things like premature babies, medical oddities, people with disabilities that were all like, you know, part of the freak show, like quote unquote. Well, that used to be a huge business. Yeah. That was a big thing. But also, like, primitive, quote-unquote, tribes. Like, you know, pretty much anybody that wasn't white was, I, you know, lesser than the white man, according to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And they had exhibits to try to, you know, display this. It was, I, they had one where, you know, people were organized in a way that um, it was a hierarchy of their, you know, I guess primitive to advanced, like primitive on one end, advanced to the other. I don't know what the order was, but I okay. Mean, the so white- all I think in my mind as you saying this is like the the picture of going from like a monkey to kind like of a human. But I feel like the way that you're describing it, and and what I know of our history here in the United States, and just history in general and stuff. That it's kind of like darker skin to lighter skin. I would, I guess I'm not, I mean, positive, but I, because of the way people looked at stuff, I would guess that would be a very valid way for them to do it. I can't believe and that that was ridiculous. really an exhibit. Oh, it, it gets worse. Oh. I mean, that was just an exhibit to be like, oh, well, you know, these guys are the most primitive. And then obviously, you know, the white man is the most advanced. Because, duh, it's 1904. Of course we are. Racist jerks. But, I mean, at the time, scientific, quote, unquote, racial theories proving the natural inferiority of non-whites were very popular in the United States. Who'd have thought it? Uh, It was ridiculous. And to think... That's only a little over a hundred years ago when this happened. Right. Now, the part that kind of crosses over with the Olympics 
And it works in this racism category for the World's Fair. Okay. Because they kind of got together and said, hey, let's do this big racist thing. I mean, they set up like an event exhibit thing for, uh, because they had like these international villages set up at the World's Fair. So you could, you know, go gawk at, you know, the yellow man and the red man and the brown man, you know. So it really was how America saw the other countries. Like when I said earlier, was this other countries came and like. Like they were exhibits. They were the exhibit. They didn't put on their own exhibit. (laughs) Wow. Okay. But, and I, I did read something like the world's fair, you know, like African Americans were allowed to buy a ticket and get in, but I, they were still treated like crap while they were in there. But anyway, the anthropology department set up anthropology days and they got people from, you know, the different international villages and they set up these events like a greased pole climb, ethnic dancing, mudslinging, just for the amusement of the Caucasian fairgoers. Like, it's like, oh, we'll see if you guys can climb this pole, see who wins, but we're going to grease it up so nobody's going to make it and you're going to look stupid and we're all going to laugh at you. I mean, it's, I always think it's ridiculous. The only way I was thinking maybe see who had the most calluses or something like on their hands and feet because they would get a better grip. I don't even, I don't even like I had, mm. but I guess there was an observation by Pierre de Coubertin, Coubertin. I don't know how to pronounce it. He was a fresh French historian and founder of the Olympic committee. And he said, as for that outrageous charade, it will, uh, as for that outrageous charade, it will, of course, lose its appeal when black men, red men, and yellow men learn to run, jump, and throw and leave the white men behind them. I mean, at the time, it, it was acceptable to refer to them that way, but I mean, He's saying something good. He's like, you guys are kind of dumb because you're not going to like it when they figure out how to do these things and blow you out of the water. Right. And now, I mean, honestly, look at the ethnicity of a lot of our top sports stars in the country. Like, it kind of left a lot of those white guys behind. Mm Mm-hmm. I just found that, I mean, in 1904, like, that observation, a little amusing. It was like, these guys are going to leave you guys in the dust. You're being dumb. Well, and and I mean, it's not just like as far as even in the Olympics, you talk about all of those individuals and and ethnicities and stuff they were talking about. We've been left behind in a lot of categories, not just sports. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous that they would basically, you know, just put them on display like they were part of the freak show or whatever. And that's the, just because of their skin color and their culture and things that you know they grew up with. And that's so and I know that it's not it's not appropriate or whatever to even accept that, but like I knew about like the sideshows or yeah, as you call it, like the freak shows or whatever. Like those were definitely 
a huge thing because our culture likes to hide away individuals instead of Man. like including and and interacting with everyone and letting everyone be part of our our right. social interactions or whatever just like you know schools are working harder now to as they call it mainstream individuals but like we used to hide yeah but i mean you know, it, they could find family there they could find people who accepted them and then it, they were always run though by mainstream i have quotations not that anybody can see anything i am doing but i keep doing them um like they were still ran by mainstream individuals right and so even though they had like the maybe some camaraderie or friendship with other individuals that were part of the show like they were yeah it wasn't like a oh well everybody <clears throat> which i guess goes along way. with that weakling thought of oh you're premature we're going to use you as a science experiment and i mean i can understand you know some of that like they were still trying to i mean, legitimately figure out I mean, ways to you know help these babies and stuff at least some doctors were i mean like the stories that you know a lot of hospitals were like well it's a weakling it's going to die there's nothing we can do I mean, there had to be some out there that were trying to figure out, well, how can we help them? Yeah. Because, I mean, we have gotten to a point where I mean, we have the NICU and all of that in hospitals to help babies in those situations. But. I don't know. That's crazy. And now I had never, I never really knew much about it. And now that I know more about it, I really have to say like every time I ever heard the world's fair, like I really just thought of like the state fairs that right? you have where I thought it was just like, you know, a really rides, big fair. Yeah. Like a bunch of rides and booths to buy stuff and exhibits to show shows. off things. Yeah. So I feel like I'm really saddened by what it, it truly was. Racist ordeal. It's kind of ridiculous. So I'm kind of really saddened. Although I have, I will say, I grew up in California. Did you know the, how to party? <laughs> yeah. California. Uh, I don't know. So like the reasons why don't matter, but I chose to move to the state of Missouri. <laughs> and, and now she's state. with me and in a constant state of misery. I just... The more I learn about this state and the state's like true history and the, like who thought the town squares like I had no idea what a town square was originally used for till I moved to Missouri like had no clue um don't understand that I'm pretty sure um, I'm the one that explained to you that that's where the lynchings and hangings happen like they would lynch somebody and bring them to the town square yeah. That's why we have so many squares in towns in southern Missouri. Yeah, I don't. It's even not know. something to be proud of, but it's it's a fact. Yep, I've just learned so much living in this state, and I'm just like, I don't even know. It makes me sad. And what really makes me sad is that there are people out there today that Still feel have that mindset. like 
lynching should still be legal. We should be able to go hang somebody in the town square because they did this. Like, no, that's not the way the law works, dude. Yeah. Well, you get a fair trial, not, yeah. oh, I think you did this, so boom. Yeah. Well, you should get a fair trial. Yeah. But that's a whole other story, so off of that. So thanks for the, the history lesson on the World's Fair and the Summer Olympics of 1904. That was kind of cool. Right. So... so- Whose turn is it to read the cards this week? I don't remember. This is so fitting because part I, of me wishes I didn't know about the World's Fair now. <laughs> so, so I could have just quizzed you on it? Yeah. See, I think it's my turn to read cards, but I don't remember. I think you quizzed me last time. Well, you've been telling me all about this, and I've been failing the quizzes so far anyways throughout this. So let's keep up the momentum. And you can ask this week, and right. we'll see what other things I wish I didn't know. So we'll go with the top three. All right. And by top three, he just means the top three of the pile, not the top three cards. We don't know what they say. Right. We haven't looked at them all. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> His face. I love these things. It's the most <laughs> random stuff. It's things that you might learn if you were to hang out with Cliff Clavin from Cheers. Like he was always had this weird trivia facts. All right. In that bar. Like, the, the, like these cards are just he full of things. He was the mailman, things. right? Yeah. Okay. These cards are just full of things that he probably would have known. Like? Like, don't even think about it. In Connecticut, it's illegal to sell A, a pickle that does not bounce, <clears throat> a house that has no toilet. A horse with more than two false teeth, or a video game system without a controller. In Connecticut? In Connecticut. (laughs) (laughs) I really want to go with the horse. I don't know why, because... Like, I think of a lot of, like, rich people and horses and, and, like, stables and stuff. Like... So are you going with horse? I don't You're know. Still thinking through this. <sighs> the the toilet thing, I feel like now, but I don't know like when that would have become a law. Like, because I feel like there had to have been still a lot of outhouses and stuff. Like, yeah, even within the last few decades. Um, I mean, I'm guessing. I feel like it's going to be that stupid non-bouncing pickle. But who throws the pickle on the ground to find out if it bounces i have no idea why would you want to eat a pickle after you've thrown it on the ground i guess you could rinse it off no but then it doesn't no i'm going with the the horse the answer is a pickle that doesn't oh my god so now here i i had heard something about this at one point and the discussion made a lot of sense that I mean, you've eaten pickles before, right? Like, you know, the whole dill pickles. Mm-hmm. And yes. sometimes you get one that just doesn't have much crunch. Yeah, And it's not soggy. very satisfying. Where the one that has a lot of crunch would m- be much more likely to be one of those pickles that did, in fact, bounce if you dropped it versus the mushy one. That would just slip. Yeah, it probably wouldn't bounce. So, I mean... I can. I don't know why it ended up being illegal, but 
I feel like that they were probably using rotting. That cucumbers. should be a thing. Your pickle should like have crunch, like the the bird in the Vlasic commercial when he takes a bite of the pickle. It, it should guess, crunch. Oh, I guess maybe like it could bounce back, like not necessarily bounce it like a ball or whatever, but like if you were to maybe um like, like push take a in spear, on it or something, yeah, or take one of the spears and like bend it backwards. Like, does it bounce back into? Yeah, I guess Is that it makes firm sense. enough. I still don't think you so. should be able to sell a horse with more than two false teeth. Uh-huh. Why are you putting false teeth in your horse? I don't know. Maybe for horse shows and stuff. So it looks good. <laughs> now I'm Where just do they pic- go to get the now, <laughs> now I'm picturing a horse like Mr. Ed with like gold teeth like Master P. Uh- thinking like really now, sparkling white big dentures. But see, what's really funny is now anybody that did listen to this, I feel like there's a lot of them that are sitting there thinking who is Master P? I thought you were thinking who's Mr. Ed? Because he's a horse, of course. I feel like Google searches will go up soon for who's Mr. P? <sighs> Or Master P. Master P. I said, like, I'm mixing Mr. Ed and Master P. <laughs> that would be the horse that has the gold teeth. That'd be Mr. P. <laughs> there you go. Could you imagine a horse with dentures, though? Like, <laughs> I get that horse to sit still to glue them in. Because otherwise, know. they go to chomp on something. And just <laughs> those old... Those old teeth that have little feet and the little wind-up thing, and you can like wind up the teeth. <laughs> See, this is great. This is like these cards. So far, the first two now, the one that I'm are reading cliff and things? that one, are things that that you know. I just mean all of these cards like would be Cliff. Oh, Clavin, I've cheers things. That you but, know because yeah, you know I'm everything. Like, I knew this. Of course, I think you did. You might know this. I don't recall if we talked about this. When we did the Australia episode with uh, Ben and Noah. Was it Ben and Noah? Is the answer Vegemite? Oh, ben and Michael. Ben and Michael, yeah. Noah, Noah was on a kayak, kayak somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't remember who was with us. So in 1932, Australia started and eventually lost a war against A, magicians, <laughs> B, Robots, C, emus, D, Tasmanian devils. Okay, so it's either emus or Tasmanian devils. And now I'm trying to remember, are Tasmanian devils the ones they say aren't actually from Tasmania or are only found in Tasmania? I know nothing of... Odd <laughs> tidbits of information. If it's but helpful, emus and Tasmanian devils are found in Australia. I feel like it's they started a war with emus and lost. That is a true statement. I, I, I do recall reading this. I think I was researching for the episode that we had done. Well, let me tell you my story with emus. But I really don't remember like the story behind that war. All I know is that I went to the zoo... Um, with some people not too long ago. And they, they try to put you in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> but I escaped. Um, I did not jump as far as the kangaroos do. They jump far. Um, anyway, they have this like thing by the petting zoo or whatever that says like, what zoo animal are you? And 
it has like different heights of them listed or whatever. And I apparently am an emu. Alrighty then. Like that's the height of an emu is me. So interesting tidbit. There you go. See yet another one that I would have known the answer to. And I don't, I think we might've talked about this in a previous episode. I don't recall ever talking about the emus though. So there you have it. I just remember them from the zoo. So bubble wrap. Oh, that's just fun. Pop, 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 pop. Bubble wrap is fun to pop and make great or and makes great packing material. But it was originally meant to be A used in car seats for babies. <laughs> B wallpaper. Oh, that would be so cool for those padded rooms that I need to go visit. C used to keep wild animals out of gardens. Or D Protection for TV screens when the TV was not being watched. What was the original intended purpose of well, bubble wrap? I was going to say E. It was to wrap around you to help you sweat and keep you from getting hurt while uh, out exercising. So apparently E is not on the table. Um I mean, your name starts with E and you're leaning on the table. Oh, there's that. And I'm an emu, at least by height. Um, I'm definitely, I definitely want to like, <laughs> be like, it's not car seats because, but then I'm like, it's kind of like an airy padding, but then you would have to replace it like on the pretty regular because the baby would like squish it and it would be out. So what were the other options? The TV. Um, used in car seats for babies. Wallpaper to keep wild animals out of gardens and protection for TV screens when the TVs weren't being watched. Okay. The only thing I ever associate with TVs is foil. And that was with antennas. So. Right, so. I want to go with. Bubble oh. wrap was invented. It looks like in 1960. Oh, 1957. I don't okay, know if, so car seats were definitely not around back then. I don't know if that... Because I didn't ride around in a car seat. Assists in your... So, TV... Well, then it might be the TVs. Um, so there's car seats is out. So TVs, wallpaper... I'm going with wallpaper. The answer is wallpaper. Oh! <laughs> I want bubble wrap wallpaper. Right. But now that I looked up to see when it was invented, I want to see what what we have here for additional information. I'm just excited. Uh, I want, good I old want bubble wrap wallpaper. Good old Wikipedia has got to have something. Wikipedia has everything. Whether it's true or not is completely not the question right now. All right. So... The inventors, Alfred Fielding and Mark Chavanis, sealed two shower curtains together, creating a smattering of air bubbles, which they originally tried to sell as wallpaper. When the product turned out to be unsuccessful as wallpaper, the team marketed it as greenhouse insulation. Interestingly enough, like I was down to that or the, the garden thing. But it, it kind of now, like the way that you said that, though, like between the two shower curtains or whatever, makes me think of like that corrugated cardboard. Yeah. But apparently, 
1960, Bubble Wrap was branded by Sealed Air Corporation. And it wasn't until a year later that they discovered the protective usage of Bubble Wrap. And as packaging material, Bubble Wrap's first client was IBM. See, I can I can recall computer like monitors and stuff coming wrapped in it, but right, interesting. Hey, I got something right. Twice, ooh, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> you meatloaf now. <laughs> I wonder how many people just like, well, who's meatloaf? Oh my goodness! Yeah, because we're old. And Will you love me? Will you love I really, me forever? Other than a couple of people. I really have no idea what kind of age range our podcast gets listeners. I don't know. I don't even know that we actually get listeners, but what I do love is the subscribers. So feel free. Download us to your grandma's podcast (laughs) player. Be like, hey, grandma, you need to listen. You don't have enough people to talk to or any of that. Listen to these Just have it auto-download. I mean. Yeah. We can be your grandma's podcast. I'm okay with that. (laughs) I'm just thinking, not your, you know, this is not your whatever thing. I'm just like, want to be a grandma. Makes me think of your mom. You know. And then she can talk right along and feel like the answers are coming to what she's saying. Right. So if you have any, you know, relatives with dementia, <laughs> just put our podcast on, play it over a Bluetooth speaker, and then it'll keep them company for a little while. <laughs> Thanks for eavesdropping. If you have a topic you'd like to hear us talk about or give us feedback, you can go to topicplease.com to find our social media links, contact form, how to subscribe on your preferred podcast player. You can also find links to our past episodes. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share us with other eavesdroppers you know.